Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cortimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America, and I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. Ah. All right, I'm going to do a quick show. I say that every time, and we always go an hour, but here we go. (laughs) Before we get started, I want to tell you guys, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please, 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 subscribe to the show. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. I'm not going to nickel and dime you on trying to subscribe and pay for me. I'm not that good yet. (laughs) But please, if you could subscribe, give us a rating, preferably a five-star. And most importantly, also, please share this with your friends we are heard everywhere, so if your friends say, oh, I don't have an Apple device or I don't have an Android device, whatever, we're on Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google Play, well, I guess that's Google, so Google Play, <laughs> um, iHeart, uh, TuneIn FM, uh, what else, uh, Stitcher, Amazon, pretty much anywhere you can hear a podcast, we're there except for Pandora, because what do we say here at DTOM? Fuck Pandora, right? All right, guys. I got an interesting show. I'm going to I'm going to dance around a few subjects. We're not going to talk about Ukraine and Russia. That's old news. January 6th is a dog and pony show. Um I, I started really thinking about something yesterday into today. And um with everything that's going on, January 6th, just everything that's going on. Everything. Food shortages, gas shortages, uh supply shortages, whatever it is. Um why well, I shouldn't say we have gas shortages. We just have an increasing amount, dollar amount, to pay for gas, right? But nonetheless, but you know, of course, Uncle Joe is gonna—he's trying to get the set the uh, gas tax eliminated, so that'll save us eighteen cents a gallon. Joe, listen to me. I'm not here to help you out, but I'm here to help the American people out. And what I'll say about that is this. Turn the mother effing pipeline back on, and you don't have to worry about getting rid of the gas tax. Simple. You caused this problem. Putin has nothing to fucking do with this shit. This is all you. Anyway, go for a bike ride. All right. So my question is this. Is our government preparing for a martial law? Now, what makes me ask that question? I'm crazy. That's what. No. So, you know, historically, if you go through the history of this world, not just this country, but the world, tyrants have always been able to create a pretext for their tyranny. And the Biden regime is no different. Whether it be the COVID scam or January 6th insurrection, the deep state is wasting no opportunity to usher a full-blown tyranny wherever they can. Now, you could sit here and say, well, COVID, that started under Trump, so is Trump part of this? Maybe he is. I I don't know. I want to believe that he's not. But if you notice the deep state, we're talking about the deep state. This isn't necessarily Biden's plan. He's just a fucking puppet. He's about as dumb as a box of rocks. So obviously it's not him. He is just up there. 
It is the deep state. So, you know, the most concerning is the way in which Biden and his minions have been using January 6th events to imprison Americans as um, political descendants. So, it's interesting, this January 6th, I think they've had three, maybe, three or four committee hearings on this. Nothing is going to come of this. I'm here to tell you right now. All you're going to get is however many more of these things they've got. You're just going to get opinions of people that were there or might have been there or talked to Trump or didn't talk to Trump, you know, whatever. They're just basically up there to badmouth Trump. Why? So he so I think it's under the guise of hoping that he just won't run in 24. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm not doing it. Um, Trump, to me, doesn't see I'm not saying I want him to run. I really I think DeSantis, in the long run, as much as I don't want to lose him as the governor of this state, I think he's your better option at president. Now, if they believe that these these uh, committee hearings or whatever is going to deter Trump, the only way you're going to not get him to run is if you arrest him. And he literally goes to prison, which, you know, if you go on Twitter, you see, oh, he's being arrested. He needs to be arrested. 20 to 24. That's what it should be, blah, 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 whatever. He's not going to get arrested. Um, at best, if they really try to criminalize this and uh, and blame him criminally, they'll work out some kind of deal. Look, we won't do anything as long as you don't run. But realistically, they can't prove that he had anything to do with this. Um, so there's that. Um he runs, he wins, period. And when he does, God help these deep state operatives because he knows. He knows now. He Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you know. So, um, the you know, if you've been paying attention, you know that January 6th ordeal was orchestrated and carried out by the FBI. And we've talked about that. You know, you had the FBI, you had actual agents, you had... Their, um, you know, you know, their informants. Uh, what was that guy Ray Epps? You had these people involved. Of course, Ray Epps has never been arrested. Where's he at on trial? Trump supporters got caught up in the madness by the majority of them because they were just going with the flow, you know, so to speak. So you had the majority of these people that were there. However many people were there. I, I minding their own business. Trump spoke. He said what he said. People literally marched to the Capitol. But not under the guise of doing anything bad. You had agitators. Got people riled up and there's your January 6th, right? So video footage and pictures from the day show Trump supporters engaging bad actors in an attempt to get them to stop their riotous, destructive manners. I played clips of this where Ray Epps is trying to get people all fired up to do whatever. And they're like, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not going into the Capitol. And then they start, you know, yelling out, Fed, 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 you know. So, but where's Ray Epps? <laughs> so, not to mention the many, many videos and pictures of Trump supporters peacefully and calmly walking through the halls of the Capitol as if they were tourists. You had a gentleman just, just recently get off. He was, he was tried in the trial the, you know, he simply told the judge, look, I was let into the building by the police and escorted through. And, of course, the uh, prosecution was like, no, this is bullshit. He broke in, blah, blah, blah. 
play the tape. <laughs> oh, wow, look at there. The judge is like, well, there's the fucking cops letting them in. There's the fucking cops walking them through the damn Capitol. Not guilty. Now, if Chewbacca, I don't know the guy's name, but if Chewbacca guy, that shaman, whatever dude, if he would have had a decent lawyer, he could have gotten off too because there's plenty of video of him literally being escorted into the Senate floors with a fucking cop. But yet he's in jail. So, um, you know, the FBI is dead set on making criminals of Trump and his supporters. The Biden regime is hell-bent on forever changing the U.S. with January 6th as their justification. The, the NWA aspirations of deep state have poisoned our government. And the January 6th and COVID charade are being used as catalysts to move forward with their one-world government. And this is why... I don't believe Trump has anything to do with COVID. If COVID was a precursor to um, this whole situation, they needed a catalyst January 6th, which would demonize people. I mean, even Biden, what does he call you know, the MAGA, ultra MAGA crowd? And the, you know, the we're right wing and we're just a bunch of fucking crazies, you know? Um, so, they have to do what they're doing to Trump because they can't have him run again. Um, little do they know that if he doesn't run, if he, if whether he gets arrested, put in jail, or he just says, fuck it, I'm just not going to run, I don't see you having an easier time with DeSantis. I think he's equally as stubborn. He's just a little more tact. But, you know... You got Dr. Fauci. He's been shamelessly violating the Nuremberg Code, and you know, within in the name of public health, and um, with absolutely no consequence. So why is that? It's because the deep state doesn't care about the Nuremberg Code. They don't care about the rights of the American people or the rights of any people on the globe. Because this isn't an American thing. I mean, it is for us, but these things are going around the whole the whole world. Um, even more troubling are the reports of actual guerrilla warfare being staged across two dozen counties in North Carolina with the goal of preparing military service members for the prospect of finding fellow Americans. And this is according to the U.S. Army. Young soldiers are battling against seasoned freedom fighters, actually staging these events in North Carolina with the U.S. Army just outside of Fort Bragg. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, there's something shady going on. Why would you be um, doing urban, uh, you know, guerrilla warfare? Why would you be practicing for that? So the Charlotte Observer reported this, and it's called uh, Robin Sage. The exercise serves as a final test for special forces qualification courses, training, and it places candidates in a politically unstable country known as Pineland. The, can the candidates will face off against seasoned service members from units across Fort Bragg, as well as specially trained civilians, officials said. The setting is characterized by armed conflict, forcing the students to solve problems in a real-world setting. These military members act as realistic opposing forces and guerrilla freedom fighters, known as the Pineland Resistance Movement. The center said, to add realism to the exercise, civilian volunteers throughout the state act as role players. Participating in his volunteers is crucial to the success of this training. And past trainees attest to realism um, they add to the exercise.
U.S. Army soldiers are being trained on how to respond and engage civilian militias, which they would purport um, will be full of domestic terrorists. So why do you think that is? So why do you think that is? Why, listen to the terms being used. Militias. Civilian militias. Domestic terrorists. So anyone that disagrees so far in this past year, you had parents being called domestic terrorists. You have, <laughs> look at all these different people. And then when you actually have a domestic terrorism, these, this Jane Revenge people, whatever they are, what Jane's Revenge, whatever it's called, you had people, they need to be labeled domestic. No, they're, they're not. They're not domestic. What, 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 are, what is Jane's Revenge doing any differently than parents at um, school board meetings are doing? Well, I don't remember school board meetings with the parents, you know, uh, throwing Molotov cocktails uh, spray painting, um, threatening. I don't remember that. I don't remember that happening, but yet Merrick Garland was to label these people domestic terrorism, but yet in the meantime you have Jane's Revenge actually doing these things as a warning to, God forbid, if you overturn Roe versus Wade or Casey, that these things are going to happen. That's domestic terrorism. But nonetheless, they're labeling the ultra mega crowd and people like me as domestic terrorist. You know, we just had DeSantis start the Florida Guard, which is a civilian militia. There's plenty of, and in fact, Florida's the only state, there's plenty of states that have civ uh, civilian militias, different from the uh, National Guard. So, like I said, why, why do you think that is? You know, it's because the Biden regime fully plans to and I, and I don't really like, I shouldn't say it like that because I don't think it's the Biden, I don't think Biden has anything to do with this other than him being a figurehead. So we'll just say the, the, uh, the deep state regime <laughs> fully plans to continue encroaching on our rights and freedoms while pretending they're the ones actually trying to protect us. It's because they know as they keep pushing, eventually Americans will push back. And I posed this question, me and Chris were talking about this a while back, and I talked about it on a show, I don't know, like a week or so ago. And one of his things was, I thought when gas hit $4, that would be the, the tipping point. Now we're at 5 and people are still just chugging away. But it's getting to that point. As the summer heats up and we get into wintertime, as bad as, I mean, you might not be seeing food shortages terrible right now eventually it's going to catch up. The only reason you're not seeing crazy food shortages is because people don't have money. Now, there's a rumor, I don't know how true it is, but there's rumor that there's another stimulus coming around. So let's throw more money into the pot because, you know, inflation isn't bad enough. That's going to fuck it. If they, if they give everybody another grand or whatever the dollar amount was, you know, 1200 bucks, whatever, that's, it's not a ton of money, but it's enough for people to do some damage and if the supply chain is already on the left side of of mi middle <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's not full it's not bad you can still go to a grocery store and get most of everything you want that will put it to the edge um you know the end game is basically a civil war and you know i've talked about that here a couple of times and it's the only way to totally break america and once America is brought to his knees, the New World Order can swoop in and, quote-unquote, save the day. So now when we talk about the New World Order, this is where I think the UN comes, to, uh, comes into play. 
And if you want to say, I think we never really thought, you never really think of the UN as being more than what they are. But if you look at all the pieces, you look at the WEF, you look at the WHO, these are all branches of the UN. The UN has a military force. Um, if there is a civil war, it's not going to be like it was in 1863. It's going to be different. You're not going to have the South. Versus, you're going to have state versus state or region versus region. Um, I hate to say this for the, <laughs> the rest of y'all, but if I had to pick a region, it's probably going to run Texas to Florida. So you'll run through those southern states, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida. You know, maybe Tennessee joins in, South Carolina. But y'all screwed. <laughs> Just letting y'all know. I'm not trying to pick a fight against California and New York and all these other states. I, we've got listeners everywhere. And you guys know this. My advice to you is if you can, you might want to fucking move. But nonetheless... It's almost, it's almost like this is what they want. You know, the Biden regime is full of psychotic globalists actively looking to destroy the U.S. and the American people. And uh, they will succeed if we let them. So, this, this is a, a thing. Okay, so, in thinking of the elections coming up, so you've had primaries, you've had situations... And primaries, I mean, they mean stuff. I'm not saying they don't mean anything. But like you had the lady in uh, Texas win a congressional district in South Texas that has been Democrat for, you know, 100 years. Um, so is that the tide changing? So we've talked about, you, and you've heard, no matter what podcast you listen to, no matter what news you watch, whether you're watching CNN, Fox, whoever, Every single one of them sit here and tell you, red wave's coming, red wave's coming. It's going to be a crazy, we're going to take over the Senate, we're going to have 64 in the Senate and whatever in the Congress, and it's going to be crazy. And if everyone knows this, and I've said this before, Biden and these other Democrats, especially the Democrats that are running, what are they doing <laughs> to get reelected? Like, okay, it's an election year. Usually, even though Biden's not running, hopefully ever again, but he's not running right now either way. What, um, as the president, it's your job to be able to hold the the party together, whatever party you're in, Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. So, Biden's not doing any favors to Democrats running for re-election. But why is that? Is, is this a reason? I mean, guess what doesn't happen if there's a mar if martial law is declared? Guess what does happen if martial law is declared? So if there's an, a civil war, if, if what I've been saying, what other people have been saying actually comes true, do you honestly think if, you know, George, if, if just let's play a scenario here. So let's just say the southern states, um, you know, succeed again. Or succeed, succeed, succeed. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's not over slavery. It's not over whatever. It's over this bullshit. And you have, like I said, 
Tennessee, let's say Louisiana, Arkansas, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, um, you know, Tennessee, North, South Carolina, maybe Virginia, Florida, you know, you have that region because want to secede again, you know, be its own thing like it did back in, you know, they uh, middle 1800, uh, middle of the 1800s. Um, Martial law be declared. We'll go to war. It'll be interesting, to say the least. But what better way to stop an election cycle? Now, if this is to happen, it's June. So you know the 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 nation, the country elections is five is less than five months away. So you're you're not even talking what four and a half months, not even. Before the elections. Hopefully I'm wrong. But doesn't it feel strange? And it goes into a bunch of different situations. Because you have, you know, this story um, about things. No. So Representative Matt Gates from Florida says this. This was in Breitbart the other day. Biden's IRS spent approximately $700,000 on ammo between March and June 1st. This is June 22nd. So between March and June, what's that, three months? And here's what's interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to, I did some digging on this because I wanted to find out what this was. Me and Chris were talking about this. This was like, holy shit, why is that IRS? Why did they spend seven hundred on ammo? Seven hundred thousand dollars on ammo. So, read the article here. Matt Gates told Breitbart's News Saturday the IRS spent approximately seven hundred thousand between March first and June first purchasing ammunition. He noted that um, he and his Republican colleagues are trying to assert uh, why the ammunition was purchased, uh, noting there is a concern that this part of a broader effort to have any entity in the federal government buy ammo to reduce the amount of ammunition that is in supply while at the same time making it harder to produce ammo. Gates noted a scenario where federal entities are buying up ammo, put citizens in a place where the exercise of the Second Amendment is limited due to inability to get uh, ammunition. Now, I talked about this on on um, Sunday. I'm sorry. Where uh, I'll, I'll go back to that report real quick. So uh, where they ordered, uh, what's the name of the plant? The um, shit, the plant with the plate. Well, you know, they sell the stuff, man. Come on. <laughs> it's in uh, Missouri. I know that. Lake City Ammunition Plant. So it's in uh, Missouri. Um, so now the interesting thing about these ammo plants, they're actually run or owned, I should say, by the government, but they're run by whatever company. And under the guides of you make the ammo, whatever company, and they get first dibs, and then the rest is sold to us. So for the most part, the ammunition, like, you know, you hear the terms uh, weapon of war. Well, the guns you buy at your gun store at Walmart or wherever aren't weapons of war. You can't use, I mean, you can, but they're not going to be very effective, I should say. But the ammo is. Ammo's ammo, right? But, so I started digging. So I was curious. Okay, so 700000 why is the IRS buying 
ammo. Okay. Interestingly enough, you can't, it's hard to find why the IRS is buying ammo. Of course, you could speculate, you could conspiracy theory and say, oh, that's for tax evasion. They're going to come, they need ammo to come kill you. Okay. Maybe. Or, hear me out. <laughs> could it be that the government, so this report that um, Breitbart put out, See, Matt Gates doesn't specify who the ammo is being bought. So um, if you go to usaspending.gov and search the list of IRS ammunition purchases, which occurred over the months, uh, it's, um, see, let me read this here, ranging from $3,200 worth, worth of ammo at, at one time to 92000 worth at another. So there was a period of, during those three months where they bought, you know, some here, some there, some here. So the focus was on the IRS. But the thing is, is when you go to that usaspending.gov, it's a, it's a uh, federal website. Um, interestingly enough, <laughs> the ammo purchased is from a company called Vista Outdoor Sales. Okay, you're thinking, who the fuck is Vista Outdoor Sales? To me, that could be patio furniture, right? So I'll tell you who they are here in just a second. But before I do, this commercial break now. <laughs> the total amount year to date, so from January to, to now, that has been, well, the fiscal year, I should say. Let me see if I can, uh, yeah, so... So, yeah, fiscal year 20, yeah, so this, so far this year, um, so, so fiscal year actually starts in February, so from February to June, okay, $23 million, $23.3 million to be exact, the federal government, not the IRS necessarily, but the federal government has purchased from Vista Outdoor Sales. 474 different transactions. Okay. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> $23 million. So if you look at... Um, so I can go to last year's fiscal year for the year. For last year, from February to January of this year. February of 21 to January. $65.8 million, 694 separate transactions from Vista Outdoor Sales. The funny thing is, is the government, they might not come out and tell you, but if you look, they keep track of their fucking shit. So $65 million last year. They've done, what did I say, $23 million so far this year. So February, March, April, May. I don't know if that includes June. So if, if it's just over the last four months, $23 million. Now, Matt Gates was focused on the IRS, 700000 Now, if you dig into these numbers, the, um, the top five departments that paid, that bought um, stuff, <laughs> or, you know, I, I don't want to say stuff because I'll tell you who Vista is here in a second. But so here's here's your top five company or companies, departments 
within the uh, federal government that purchased from Vista Outdoors. Department of Homeland Security. $15.6 million. Hmm. And uh, Department of Justice. $6 million. Department of the Treasury, or the IRS, if you want to call them that, $832,000. Department of the Interior, $600,000. And the EPA, almost uh, $84,000. That's your top five um, departments within the federal government that has bought from this company. So I told you it was $23 million, right? So let's just do some fast math. So we'll call that 16 plus 6 is 22. So basically these five, well, I guess it's just these five um, departments pretty much bought all the ammo or bought the stuff from Vista. The top five sub-agencies, Custom and Border, uh, Federal Law Enforcement, U.S. Immigration, Federal Bureau of Investigation, and DEA. And those all make sense. But the top, the top uh, purchaser, top agency was the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, and they bought almost six million dollars. But so now, uh, Customs and Border—they're part of Homeland Security. Customs and Border bought six million dollars worth of ammo. Department of Homeland Security bought sixteen. So where's the other ten million? Where that other? What sub? agency within Homeland Security got portions of that $10 million of FEMA, maybe? I don't know. Just guessing. So who is Vista Outdoor? Because like I said, to me, when I when I started researching this, I'm like, Vista Outdoor sounds like, doesn't, to me, doesn't it sound like a damn patio furniture um, company? Like I need some uh, lounge chairs, you know, some, what are those, androdonic chairs? Oh, yeah. Dirty Mike Collins for you. Oh, yeah. Got to drink some whiskey when you're talking about this kind of bullshit. All right. Vista Outdoor is an American designer, manufacturer, and marketer of outdoor sports and recreation products. Oh, it seems so. Okay, maybe they just bought some fucking tennis balls and rackets, right? Okay, let me read on. It operates in two markets, shooting sports hmm, and outdoor products. It is a house of brands. With more than 40 labels and subsidiaries traded under the VSTO on the New York Stock Exchange. Vista Outdoors, I tell you one thing, I should buy some fucking stock in these motherfuckers. <laughs> Vista Outdoor is a parent company to many ammunition makers, including Yo Mama. Let me go down here. I don't wanna I don't wanna tell you who it is yet. Now hold on. Hold on. You ready? Alright, here are the subsidiaries of Vista. Uh, outdoor uh, sports. Okay, Bushnell. Does anyone know what Bushnell makes? Anyone? Bueller? Bushnell makes optics, scopes, night vision, telescopes, spotting scopes, GPS, whatever whatever you want to do. Whatever you got a rifle and it's got a scope, if, it, if you wanted to pay a decent amount for it, you bought a Bushnell. All right, CCI. What is CCI? Ammo. CCI is based out of Lewiston, Idaho. They are uh, centerfire primaries for government use. Any kind of, pretty much, mostly handgun ammo, I would say. 
Um, I have some some CCI. Um, mostly twenty two nine those types of things. Federal, um, federal premium, which is ammo. Um, now Jimmy Stikes. I don't know who the fuck this is. Let's see, Jimmy Stikes, Huntington Beach, blah blah blah. Paddleboard. So this is like a this is like an outdoor sports thing. Let me just skip past some of these here. Um, Alliant Powder. What do they do? They make smokeless gunpowder, right? Remington Ammunition. And uh, I think Winchester. I think Winchester is part of Federal. And uh, I can't think of who else is. Yeah, yeah, because they're part of the Lake City Army Ammunition Plant. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. So, Federal... Their subsidiary with uh, with Remington, Winchester, uh, Brazzer. Um, so <laughs> you have the federal government breaking up between five different departments, buying so far this year twenty three million dollars worth of ammo with no explanation. Now I can kind of see Home uh, Department of Justice. You know, it's FBI. That's your you know, if you look at the awarding sub-agencies, these are the top five, I told you, U.S. Customs, um, FBI, U.S. Immigration, uh, Federal Law Enforcement, and DEA. So Federal Law Enforcement, Federal Bureau of Investigation, and DEA should be all Department of Justice, okay? So, well, they can't even be because that's $9 million, and DOJ is only taking out six. Um, so I, one of those must not... Department of, uh, I don't know. One of them's not part of uh, DOJ, but nonetheless. Uh, Homeland Security. So, bus and, uh, Custom and Border Immigration, that's uh, nine, nine or so million dollars of their 16. I still wonder, where's the other <laughs> eight million, you know, seven, eight million dollars of, of ammunition? Or, and accessories, I should say. I'm sure they didn't buy paddle boards and uh, water sports uh, stuff from Vista Outdoors. I'd be more willing to bet it was the ammunition, maybe some of the scopes and night vision stuff, but I would be willing to bet it was mostly ammunition. But, um, so, you know, I told you about the, the story I told you on Sunday about them closing the plant. Um, now, <laughs> you had a report come out on uh, Monday, well, maybe it was over the weekend. Let me see if I got a date on this. Yeah, Monday. So, White House uh, Deputies Press Secretary, Press Secretary Andrew Bates disputed a story published by the Firearms Blog that alleged Biden administration had restricted the availability of certain types of ammunition from U.S. Army Ammunition Plant in Missouri. On June 15th, uh, post by Dan Zimmerman on a blog, a truth about guns said that a person with knowledge of the matter told the blog that Winchester Ammunition, which operates in U.S. Well, that's part of Vista, by the way, U.S. Army Lake City Army Ammunition Plant in Missouri, was told it no longer to permit it to sell M855 and SS109 ammunition, produced in excess of the military's needs on the civilian market. So that's 556223 ammo, just in case anyone doesn't know. Um, it suggested that such a move could have significant impact on the ability of the ammunition types on the commercial market as well as drive up their prices in the alleged 
Biden administration effort to make shooting most AR-15 rifles as expensive as possible. Um, so, linking the post from the blog, Bates simply tweeted out Monday, the story isn't true. He also wrote that the administration wouldn't allow the plant to close. So, now I've heard other podcasts talk about this. Of course, after we broke it here on the DTOM, but whatever. Um, I'll say this about that. No one said anything about the plant closing. The story I read said nothing about the plant closing. All we said was they weren't going to sell 223556 ammo to the civilians. Never said that. And never mentioned that the plant would close but he also didn't mention that he just said story isn't true we wouldn't allow the plant to close no one said anything about the plant closing dude <laughs> we simply said uh you ain't selling ammo that you were told or i shouldn't say you like this guy had anything to do with it that the biden administration told lake city uh ammo plant there to not sell excess ammo to civilians and his simple tweet, this story isn't true. We will not let this plant close. No, well, no shit you're not going to let the plant close because they make y'all's fucking ammo. <laughs> Vista Outdoors owns that manufacturing plant. They make Federal, Remington, Winchester ammo at that plant. So... <laughs> Of course you're not going to let it close because you just bought $23 million worth of shit from these motherfuckers. <laughs> and Vista's like, well, whatever. I mean, they'll just cut back production. I, I don't know. But that's my point. I don't know. <laughs> okay. You want to make guns illegal. You want to, or especially AR-15s. You want to ban AR-15s. You know you can't do that. That pesky document's in your way again. So what do you do? Well, instead of banning the gun, we just make the ammo entirely impossible to get. There you go. Oh, it's not true. We're not going to let the plant close. Okay, I got you. So, I guess hindsight being twenty twenty, in essence, depending on what kind of uh, situation you're in ammo-wise, and if you have... A uh, AR deadly AR fifteen that takes that type of ammo, you might want to stock up. Just I'm not I'm not pimping any uh, any brand, any company, anything, any website. I'm not saying anything, but you might want to count what you got because if martial law is upon us, if there is about to be a civil war. Um, as we are well aware, civil war fought back in the 1800s was not done by military. It was done by military and civilians. If you're listening to this show, you are a target. We are, I, I'm not a January 6ther. Um, did I, do I believe what happened there was fucked up? Yeah, I do believe it was fucked up. Do I believe that? 100% of the people that were there were to blame? No, I don't. I think you had a small group of people that caused a bunch of shit. But it was no worse 
definitely wasn't any worse than anything else that happened prior to that in Portland, in Seattle, in uh, Minnesota, in Chicago. <laughs> what happens in Chicago on a fucking daily basis? New York. All these cities that had riots over George Floyd. Okay? No different. No worse. Definitely no worse. You had federal burnt buildings being burnt down. You had uh, cops being killed. Uh, cars being burnt. Cities being taken over. Right? You remember the Chaz in, in Seattle? This thing that happened in D.C. was an a staged event. They, and Trump, I'm sorry to say this, but Trump fell right into the trap. They, they played Trump for who he was or who he is. They knew how he is. They antagonized him. They stole this election. Guys, watch. I, I'm not here to try and convince you that the election was stolen. I'm still of the fact that Trump just got unvoted, if that makes any sense. But I did watch 2,000 Mules, and I will say this about that. There was shenanigans going on. Whether it was enough to make a difference, I don't know. But I think if there's any kind of proof of voter fraud, period, especially the amount that the Dines DeSouza found out, that was just a small sample. So one begs to ask the question, what didn't they catch? It's much like border crossings. You've heard hundred and some thousand, you know, since whenever it's been a million, you know, I can't remember the exact figures. I'm just trying to make a point. When they say a million people have crossed the border, that's the million people they caught. That doesn't count the people that are missing that they didn't get. They can't catch everybody. How many votes didn't we catch? How many shadiness didn't we catch? And we didn't catch any of them. I mean, we just found them out, but we didn't catch them because obviously it didn't matter. The dipshit's still in the fucking White House or across the street from the White House, wherever he's at. Point being is, will anything happen? I pray to God I'm wrong. But bet your ass I'm getting ready just in case I'm right. Um... What, how am I getting ready? Well, that's for me to know and hopefully no one to find out. Uh, I've told you guys time and time again. You've heard it on this show. You've heard it on other shows if you listen to other podcasts. I'm not saying you need to go out and buy a bunch of emergency food and go to, I don't even know the companies. Um, my Patriot Supply. I'm not saying that. That shit's expensive. But... If you go on the interweb, <laughs> you can Google ways to make your own emergency food kits a little bit cheaper, you know, and count, you know, if it's just you and your wife, if you got some kids or whatever the case may be. Um, and maybe even prepare a little extra just in case you have adult kids that are moved out, but they're kind of thinking dad's crazy. Well, they won't be thinking that when shit goes down and they're knocking at your door. Um, I'm just saying, especially for the people that live in areas of this country, and I would say anywhere in this country, in Florida, we have threats of hurricanes. 
you know, in California, what do you got? You got, I don't, I don't really hear hurricanes hitting California, but you got earthquakes, you got fires, you got situations there. Every part, every part of this country has some kind of emergency scenario that could pop up at any moment, whether it's a flood, whether it's a tornado, whether it's a earthquake, hurricanes, right? Being prepared for whatever is to come, whether it's Mother Nature or Biden regime, NWO, uh, the UN, who, whatever you want to call them, the globalists, the elites, the whatever. The worst case scenario, <laughs> I think Bongino says this, the best day is the day you have to throw that shit out. But I've always said this too. If you buy extra canned foods or whatever you buy, rice, noodles, you know, whatever, eat it. <laughs> just replace it, you know. Don't don't just store it and hold it. Just, you know, replace it. You know, I told you this before. If you have a grocery store that does BOGOs, buy one, get one, freeze, or, you know, whatever the case may be, if there's a good sale at Walmart, buy extra. It's not going to hurt you to have it. Trust me. In the long run, it will not hurt you to have it. If you can buy extra ammo, if you have a gun, if you don't have a gun, maybe, maybe you go get one. You know, I'm not saying you need to go get the deadly, sinister, you know, lung blower 9mm or a deadly AR-15. Just get a simple 12-gauge. That'll get the job done a lot better than those other two guns. I mean, I call my shotgun... I call it the mouse. The mouse? What do you mean? I remember the first time I broke that sucker out. I'm going to take the mouse with me. Why do you call it the mouse? It's point and click, man. Like using a computer mouse, right? Point and click. (laughs) You're going to hit it. (laughs) You got to be pointing in the right direction. You're going to hit it. You know, the handgun, AR-15, you got to be a little more accurate. A shotgun? Mm. Point and click. (laughs) You're going to hit it. Anyway, all right, got two more stories for you, and uh, I don't want to talk about them, no. So, I don't watch movies. I get clowned by Chris all the time because I'm a nerd, and I watch old 80s movies and 90s movies and, you know, whatever. I don't care to support Disney World. I don't care to support Disney movies. So, when the new Buzz Lightyear movie came out, I was like, Tim Allen in it? Nope, fuck them. I didn't think he would be because, you know, he's uh, he's uh, one of us, so obviously. But from what I understand, there's a, supposedly, I don't know who kisses who, but there's a gay kiss scene, whatever. I don't know if it's Buzz or White kissing. I don't know all the deals, but the movie's a flop across the, across the world. So I found this article. Tim Allen gets the last laugh. As Lightyear flops without him. Tim Allen has to feel kind of good to see that Lightyear flopped with Chris Evans, who replaced him. Last week, we reported on the backlash over Disney replacing Tim Allen, who originated the role of Buzz Lightyear, with Chris Evans in the new movie Lightyear. Now Allen is getting the last laugh as Lightyear has flopped at the box office after it came out on Friday. But first, check out the trailer of Buzz Lightyear below. No. How about that? No. Let's see. Though the experts expected the movie to make seventy between seventy and eighty five million domestically, it only made fifty one across US and Canada. 
In contrast, Toy Story 4 made $120 million in its opening weekend. There you go. There you go. Much like everything else, you go woke, you get broke. I'm glad. Anytime I can see Disney fail, fuck them. I don't know who Chris Evans is and what other movies he's in, but, uh, you know, whatever. All right. Our final story of the day is some breaking news out of the state of Florida. And I have to say this about this story I'm about to read. Uh, we, the people of the free state of Florida, really dodged a fucking bullet when when we got Ronnie Double D as our governor. And why did I say that? So now, if you recall, when DeSantis was running for governor, he was running against a gentleman named uh, Andrew Gillum, right? So evidently, now... <laughs> You saw stories, maybe you didn't, but after the election, after everything was said and done, I think he was arrested. It might have been about a year or so after the election. I don't know if he was arrested or what, but smoking crack and all this stuff, but whatever. I mean, him and Biden, Hunter must have been hanging out, I don't know. But anyway, Florida former Florida Democratic governor candidate Andrew Gillum indicted on fraud charges. There you go. Former Florida Democrat gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum and an associate were indicted Wednesday on charges of conspiracy, wire fraud, and making false statements. Gillum, 42, and Sharon Janet Letman Hicks, could you have more names, 53, were accused of unlawfully soliciting and obtaining funds from various entities and individuals between 2016 and 19 through false and fraudulent promises and representations indicated the funds would be used for a legitimate purpose. U.S. Attorney for the North District of uh, Florida, Jason Cody, announced a 21-count indictment also alleges that the defendants used a third party to divert a portion of those funds to a company owned by Littman Hicks, who then fraudulently provided the funds disguised as payroll payments to Gillum for his personal use. Both defendants were charged with 19 counts of wire fraud. Gillum, who was charged with making false statements to the FBI, and uh, Gillum and Hicks also could face up to five years for making false statements, 20 years for conspiracy to commit the fraud, and 20 years for wire fraud. Gillum, who lost to DeSantis in 18, told, associate, uh, told associates he expected to be indicted in federal court as early as Wednesday. Gillum, in a written statement to NBC News, acknowledged the case. I have spent the last 20 years of my life in public service and continue to find ways to fuck people over. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I didn't say that. And to continue to fight for people. Every campaign I run has been done with integrity, as I'm being indicted for not being full of integrity. <laughs> Make no mistake that this case is not legal. It's political. Throughout my career, I've always stood for the people and Florida and spoken with truth and power. Now hand me that crack pipe. <laughs> There's been a target on my back ever since I was the mayor of Tallahassee. They found nothing then, and I have full confidence that my legal team will prove innocence now. Democrat lawyer Mark Elias. <laughs> name sound familiar? Does that name sound familiar? Hmm. Told <laughs> criminal defense attorney uh, David Oscar Meyer Marcus, told NBC News that they would fight to clear Gillum's name. Huh. <laughs> I love to see that fucking Mark Elias is involved in this. Let the shadiness begin. <laughs> the government got it wrong. The evidence in this case is clear and will show that Mr. Gillum is innocent of all charges. 
The attorneys told NBC News in a joint statement, we look forward to putting this case to rest and Andrew and his family peace of mind once and for all. In May of 2019, a federal grand jury subpoena was issued for information on Gollum, his campaign, and his political committee. The subpoena demanded documents, electronically stored information, or objects dating back to 2015 about Gillum and his 2018 gubernatorial campaign and his co- uh, political committee, Forward Florida. The Tampa Bay Times reported, Gillum is no stranger to scandal. In 2020, he was discovered in Miami hotel room inebriated with a man suspected of overdosing on crystal, oh, my bad, crystal meth. I thought it was crack. My bad. The married father of three then withdrew from public life as a political leader and paid CNN commentator. Well, there you go. So, this could have been our governor, a crystal meth, uh, I don't want to say he's gay, I don't know, he's found in a hotel inebriated crystal meth, I'm not saying that. Um, you know, People want to say shit about Trump. Uh, this dude's facing, what, 45 years in prison? Yeah, there you go. Our, our almost almost governor, because <laughs> DeSantis didn't walk away from this one. I can only imagine what life would have been like in Florida with, with everything else that took place after 2018, after uh, DeSantis was elected. With COVID and everything that happened, this state would have been a much different state if this jackass would have been our governor. Thank God for Ron DeSantis. That's all I have to say about that. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for the day. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for you. All right, so we're all going to, we're all going to Civil War. We're going to have martial law. So what did we learn today? Uh, stock up on supplies, whatever those supplies may be. Uh, and uh, bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. No, I'm joking. But seriously, you have to ask the questions of what's going on. You eliminate gas. You eliminate oil. Then you want to blame the oil companies for making too much money. Well, what do you want them to do, Joe? You, you've limit. You've literally tied their hands behind their back. People are going to buy gas. It's not their fault the prices are so high. That's futures. That's done on the fucking stock market. The They're not spending money to build new infrastructure for, for these oil refineries. Why? Well, why the hell are you going to spend money? You're trying to get rid of fucking fossil fuels. Why would they spend money uh, chasing nothing? Don't get it twisted, guys. And I know I'm speaking to the choir when I say this, but Joe Biden is not here for us. He is here for whatever, whatever's about to happen. He's just there doing the dance. Um, was the election stolen? Was it rigged? Maybe, more than likely. Should that persuade you to not vote this year or in two years? No. Uh, I, I mean, only thing we can hope for is that there is a red wave and there isn't a civil war and martial law because something has got to change. I mean, this is, from all accounts, I mean, I was alive during the Jimmy Carter situation, but I was, you know, four so, I mean, it's not like I remember anything. I mean, when Reagan was elected, I was, what, seven? So, seven, eight, whatever. Ah, whatever, I'm a kid. But from all accounts, this is worse than it ever was back then. And Jimmy Carter got his ass handed to him by Ronald Reagan. 
Um, it's going to get worse. It's as bad now as it was at the end of uh, Carter's preg- uh, pregnancy and <laughs> presidency. This is still the middle of dipshit's pre- presidency. We need something to change now because I don't know about you, but I don't know that I can afford to go two and a half more years of this bullshit. If it's this bad now, it's only going to get worse. I've said that time and time again. I really don't want to sound like a broken record. So, anyway, on that note, guys, please, please, like I said at the beginning of the show, follow the show. Subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Follow us on social media. Find us, D- uh, Don't Tread on America, on Facebook and Instagram. DTOM underscore 1775 on Twitter. And uh, website, com. Check us out there. Drop us a line. If you have any questions, uh, concerns, tell me I'm stupid, whatever, I don't care. You guys do that. And uh, on that note is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. I'm probably going to do a show tomorrow on Thursday uh, for Friday because I'm going out of town for a couple days. Me and the me and the boss are going to do a little weekend getaway while we uh, still can. <laughs> All right, guys. Other than that, you have a great day. And uh, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again later.